Hello and welcome to the Sports Card Strategy Show brought to you by NoOffSeason.com where you can get unlimited personalized advice from our experts to help you build your sports card investment portfolio. Sign up for a free 30-day trial today at NoOffSeason.com. Today's show is sponsored by Graybo Sports Cards, a local hobby shop owned by Gray Burnett, Brian Fitz, and Duke Denny One-Time Dodson. Graybo's is located in the Arts District of Richmond, Virginia. Graybo's sports the best selection of raw and graded singles in the Mid-Atlantic and a wide variety of wax. Listeners of the Sports Card Strategy Show can receive a 10% discount on any purchase at graybo's.co by entering the promo code STRATEGY2023. Graybo's now breaks on whatnot and or drip five nights a week, including baseball, basketball, football, and even wrestling breaks. Use the link in our Instagram bio for a $15 credit after your first purchase on drip. You can follow all of Graybo's news updates on Instagram at Graybo's underscore cards. Don't forget to get your sell alerts by texting sports cards to 1-833-992-5727 to crystallize your profits at the right time. Also, don't forget all the data we use on the Sports Card Strategy Show is from marketmoversapp.com. Save 20% by using the promo code NOOFFSEASON after a free 14-day trial. Okay, and the strategy you have all been waiting for, your hosts, Paul Hickey, Lefty McKee, and the Doc, also known as Dr. Crack, Mr. Chad Gill. Take it away, guys. We are taking it away. What's up, everybody? I'm Paul, and we also have, in addition to Lefty and Crack, we got Duke Denny one-time Dotson from Graybos. What's up, brother? Hey, guys. As always, very excited to be here with you all this morning. Denny one time. time of the week. It's, I hope it's your guys' favorite time of the week, too. It is. It's all right, my favorite some... time to just listen to Paul's advice, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, Lefty's just um, <laughs> just going to stop thinking on his own and just listen to me because it's all happening. It's all happening for P. Hickey. Get ready for it. But we're going to do some live chat love first, for sure. We got, we got everybody in the live chat. So good morning to Dr. Crack, Chad Gill. Love when he does this. Craig's Cards 11. Evan Bell went to a show and it was successful. He was repping the uh, Sports Card Strategy Show gear in Richmond, Virginia, right by Duke. Oh, my shoes in the house. Janelle Shoe, the shoe family, shoes and shoe. SSI, Southern Soccer Idiot in the house. Good to see you. Brian Steeler, 714. Shane Graham. And uh, let's get into it, guys. Um, Lefty's got his got his drink. What are you drinking, Lefty? LaCroix. That looks like a big LaCroix, like a tall boy LaCroix. It is like a, t- a skinny tall boy. Dang if I wish I didn't have that holiday water bottle. All right, let's get into it. So we have uh, exciting stuff to talk about today. Duke went to a card show. I watched the NFL and college football. Lefty and Chad probably sniped cards all weekend. But let's get into that. Mark Draczynski's in the house. Live chat love from Mark Draczynski. 
Um, Alcatraz lost. Drove his prices down so he could snipe. Love it. All right. I guess let's get into L of the week here, guys. I don't have an L, so that's good news. I'm only winning. I am only winning, so you all just need to listen to me. So, Lefty, um, this is actually perfect. Since uh, yeah, since Mark absolutely. mentioned Alcatraz, um, let's get into your L of the week, man. Yeah, Carlos Alcaraz losing the U.S. Open is my L of the week. I just I want this guy to just take the tennis market by storm, not only because I have uh more than one of his, of his cards that are out there but i uh, i just like the guy i think he's the next big thing in tennis and i watched almost every big game of the u.s open um uh, ben shelton was really excited about him um congrats to the joker for for winning the u.s open but it's not what i wanted paul i literally was like man if the final is any of the final eight other than joker versus a guy that i've never heard of you know like that would be awesome well i had heard of um i don't remembering his name right now chad is a lights off one uh but just not what i wanted <clears throat> but it, it, luckily i southern soccer idiot can't come in here and make fun of me for being an everton fan because it's the international break and they were off this weekend yeah, and it and for those of you who are new to the show, we know his name is pronounced Carlos Alcaraz, but Dr. Crack calls him Traz. So we're we're rolling with it. Thanks, Mark Drazinski. Thanks, Lefty, for the L. If you have an L of the week or a W of the week, drop them in the live chat. Or if you're not watching live, drop them in a comment below. And uh, we're gonna get right back to you. And if you're listening on the podcast apps, follow us on Instagram at sports card strategy and DM us. And we're going to get you on the show that way. So if you have an L or a W of the week or a question for us, we're taking your questions at the end of every episode. Lefty's got a hard stop. Hopefully it's not going to be like his hard stop from a week ago, but uh, you know, if you don't know the inside joke on that one, go back and wa uh, go back and watch or listen to the entire two plus hour episode from hey, a week duty ago. Calls. Yeah. Nature calls, nature calls. All right, so uh, we're doing a snake draft format here where we go L, 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 W, 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 buy, 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 sell, 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 audience Q&A. So up next in the snake draft for L of the week, Dr. Crack Chad Gill, what do you got for us here? Well, my L of the week is going to be a PSA. For all of you members that have messaged me and said that I'm a PSA lover, this one's for you. Um, PSA right now has has screwed me over many times um actually i don't know if it's psa or if it's the mlb it's really a combination of both but my psa bulk orders were coming back in four to six weeks uh early, late spring they slowed down to six to eight weeks uh and as all of you know i've got 13 current uh submissions sitting at psa um but i've got three of them that i submitted in early june that had baseball prospects that I thought might get called up in September. And my vision was correct as they've all gotten called up in September. My <laughs> execution is where my L comes as uh, I failed to remember that because of the national PSA always has a major backlog in the summer with bulk orders. 
and the six to eight weeks usually doubles and now it's 12 to 16 weeks. The orders are starting to move now, but it's it's too little too late. I've got 20 card plays sitting at PSA of uh, Rafael Sedane, Evan Carter, Jason Dominguez, and Jordan Lawler, all who have been called up. Missed call ups. Missed the call. Ooh, that um, sucks. One of them will I will redeem uh, in my L of the week. I'll, I'll I'll shed some positive light on a bad situation, but uh, that's my L of the week. Well, Chad, I took your advice because you did see this coming. I mean, sometimes you can't do anything about this because you actually knew this was going to happen. And so you kind of told everybody a few episodes ago, you and Lefty both mentioned it. You're like, okay, look, if you, you, you guys could miss some things if you submit, start submitting stuff to PSA. So I actually took your guys' advice and submitted my junior Caminero to SGC, which I showed on an episode a couple weeks ago and uh, got back a 10, 10. Um, so I took your advice. It just kind of sucks that even though you knew this stuff happens, you Chad, you've just got so much crap going on that uh, it's unavoidable that you're going to have some else. Like you just, you have so much going on, but um, I will say that PSA the, for the first time um, I had an order that was charged and I got the grades back and it took 10 days for them to put the FedEx number on it and ship it to me. So I'm still waiting and it almost would have been a huge L had I not gotten like, I want to take the pictures and list them right away. Cause I'm so used to PSA actually shipping them right after the grades pop. Well, it took 10 days for them even to ship after the grades popped, which just tells me that they're really, really backed up. So yeah, that's, that's an L uh, Duke over to you, man, for your L of the week. I know yours is a little bit different, but uh, break it down for us. Yeah, I was just bummed to see J.K. Dobbins towards AC or towards Achilles. Uh, come, I'm a little overweight on him in all my fantasy football league, season long league, so that stinks. But just for him, he's he's had some injury stuff. And he came out, looked really good in the first half, had that like leaping touchdown, and then just the thought of going like that from that high to that low out for the seasons. I mean, it might maybe out, maybe his career may never be the same. So uh, bummed for him. Yeah. That's the thing that we talk a lot about from a card standpoint is selling skill position players before the injury happens. Um, and, you know, fantasy football-wise, that sucks. Uh, if, the, if any of you are holding skill position player cards like J.K. Dobbins, I know I was a couple years ago when he tore his ACL. Um, I was holding like a, a fairly big J.K. Dobbins cards at, card at that time, and I had to wait until that next off season when there was some injury, some positive recovery news coming out of that. So if you're holding JK Dobbins cards or any other guys, I mean, it could even be Travis Kelsey, although he, we think he should be back hopefully in week two. So hopefully you won't have to wait for Travis Kelsey, but anyone going down for the year, it's going to continue to happen, everybody. So learn from this JK Dobbins L it's going to continue to happen. I would list your skill position players. If they had a big week, um, we had Brandon Ayuk have a big week. We had some other guys, so I know uh, we'll talk about that later. And Connor is going to be working on some some cells of the week at NoOffseason.com. So be sure to to check that out. But Duke, I know you you guys at Graybos have put a lot of work into growing the brand, and one of the ways you're doing that is pounding the pavement out there at some card shows. So talk about your your W of the week, man. This this seems like a big one that I think everybody's going to want to hear about. Yeah, so we uh, last week, the weekend before, went out to uh, L.A. to go to the Burbank Card Show as a vendor, had a had a table, um, 
Anthony Seto and I from our shop went out there for three days. Uh, it was just a great card show. Um, after coming back from the national where we didn't have a booth, we were just kind of walking around the national seemed excessively crowded, sweaty, couldn't find deals, et cetera. And I would say Burbank, uh, was the opposite. It was, it was, uh, carpeted floor as opposed to concrete air air conditioning was working it was crowded but not too crowded like it was like the right amount of people from a traffic standpoint all three days um i mean folks were wheeling and dealing like you you weren't getting ridiculous deals but people were there to transact and uh we just had a great card show uh as a vendor and then you know we 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 call this the fund where a few of us pull our money together to buy bigger cards um and so we took some of our fund cards out there moved quite a few of them picked up a few more but the the largest trade we did, and some people don't like this trade, and that's fine, um, but we traded uh, basically a big Jordan, 86 Fleer, Jordan, PSA 9, um, gold sticker, like the Mike Baker sticker that I've talked about on this show before, and, and we traded that in a Lamar Jackson um, uh, for a bigger Lamar, a pretty big uh, Justin Herbert, and a, and a pretty massive uh, Luca card, and I'm, I'm not the biggest like Luca buyer, but it was for me, it was like, I feel like we're at the bottom of Luca's market, um, and uh, it was a kind of a, a unique card. Doesn't come around very often, and I just like the value we got on all the cards. I like the value of the cards we got putting into the trade and the value coming coming out. Um, and so it was it was fun just doing a deal of that size. It was probably like a twenty five thousand dollar trade, you know, on both sides, something like that. And so that was just fun trading at that level. Uh, my guy Seto was with me, and you know we. We talked about it for a while. We, the day before, a guy came out and wanted to trade for the uh, Jordan, and we we got deep into negotiation, and he he couldn't commit, so he said, "I'll come back tomorrow," and then I never saw him again. So this was a whole totally different person that came the next day, and uh, it, it, I, I, honestly, it was just a fun show altogether, and that trade was fun to do. And uh, we'll see if it was a good trade or not. You know, time will tell. But uh, we certainly put ourselves, I'll say this, in a riskier position. Uh, the Jordan, um, like you know, what that card's going to do? It's kind of going to track with the overall economy. He can't tear his ACL, for example, while the other three guys still can. Uh, but uh, I, I was I was excited for the show coming back, and I look forward to going to Burbank again. I, I think it's going to be end up being like the second, the like just under the national as like the second biggest show. Uh, it was pretty cool. Other content creators with podcasts that are not near as good as ours have called it the uh, West Coast National. And uh, that's a great trade. So for those of you who uh, want to check out more details on Duke's trade and actually see the cards, go to the Sports Card Strategy Show and Tell from last week, the episode, and watch it on youtube.com slash Paul Hickey. And uh, subscribe to the channel while you're at it if, you, uh, if you're listening on Apple and Spotify and you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel. It's a good idea. The Show and Tell is awesome. Duke did a great Show and Tell um, detailing the trade. Which, um, you know, I think it puts you in a position where there's much more upside now. It is risky to your point, but you did get three really big cards from guys who have strong markets and have the ability to uh, have some huge performance spikes over the next 12 months. And so, Duke, one quick question on that. Is that for the fund or is that for the shop? Because I know the Jordan card was for the fund, right? So did you... Yeah. Yeah, all of those were for the fund. So we, the okay. Lamar and the Jordan were in the fund, and then the three cards went into the fund as well. So we do keep those separate. And the fun stuff, you know, we don't always put in the shop to sell. We may throw it in the safe and just kind of wait until there's the right time to, to sell it or trade it. Um, but all, all that were fun deals. 
Continuing along on the win of the week, we're going to get to Chad. But before we do, uh, Muhammad in the house, Mo, uh, new new name in the live chat. Great to see you. And and Rocky Empire Sports Cards is in the house. Haven't seen haven't seen Andrew in a while. Good to see you back, Andrew. Um, all right. And I saw Craig's Cards 11, so shout out Craig's Cards 11. We're going to get to more of the live chat in a second. But uh, Chad mentioned PSA in his L, but I see a little PSA nugget in his W. Chad, what do you got for us? Yeah, so... <clears throat> I, a few months ago, and you saw it on my show and tell video, a few months ago, I bought a Joe Burrow field level silver BGS 9.5. It was a true BGS 9.5 as it had all four 9.5 subgrades. And I looked that card over in person at a card show and thought, this thing looks like a 10 to me. So I bought it for 425 I cracked it out. I sent it in at the $75 fast service level, which is supposed to be 10 days. It took 30. Um, however, it did come back. I had it in my show and tell submission. It came back a PSA 10. Um, and I was partially tempted to throw it in my personal collection because I thought it was a cool card. Partially tempted to wait until mid-season when he's balling out. And I had a, I posted it up on my um, eBay store for $1,000 because the last couple of comps were around eight and a quarter. And I thought if somebody hits the buy it now, fine. If not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold on it a little bit. It wasn't up for two hours and somebody back smacked the buy it now at $1,000. So after eBay fees, I netted $875. I had about five and a quarter in it with... Uh, shipping and all that other kind of stuff. So a nice $350 profit for five weeks of uh, buy, crack, submit, and sell. I love the thought process of, look, if this is a bigger card, which it is, 425 submit it at the $75 fast service level, especially for a football card like Joe Burrow. So Dr. Crack's strat- sports card strategy here was he's not taking another L like he did on some of those baseball call-ups where they're still at PSA. But those were $20 bulk card plays, right? So, sorry, 20 20 card bulk plays at the $19 level, um, which don't make sense to do at the $75 fast service level because they're they're not big cards. They're lower-end cards that he's hoping for a high grade on. But this sports card strategy, he says, look, it's a bigger card, $75 is going to eat out of my profit a little bit, but this could be a potential $1,000 card. So I really like that. As we segue over to Lefty for his W of the week, I'm curious, Lefty, what's your take on this kind of strategy where instead of, there's a couple different options here in my opinion. Instead of bulking everything together for PSA at the $19 level, do you go to SGC now that they're down to $15 a card, right? That just that news just broke last week. Or do you go do you do you target already graded PSA 10s, right? Or do you do what Crack did, which is hey, let's get a bigger card now and go with the fast service level at 75. Which one do you like best? I like the fast service PSA. Um, I, I love the way a tux looks, uh, which is, which is the SGC slabs. I love the way it looks and I probably would have done an SGC slab for something like this, uh, Sanders auto or some, you know, something kind of marginal in terms of like an investment anyway. 
but uh if, if it's bowman chrome autos which is typically what i'm subbing then i am putting those suckers into oh nice that's uh that's an expensive card uh if they're bowman chrome autos i'm just sending it to to psa the only reason i would sub them out to sgc on the fast turnaround things like that is if i wasn't confident in the grade that i think it was going to get from a psa i would quickly ship it to sgc and see what kind of a grade i get from there and if i got a good one i would probably just crack it and then sub it to psa so it for me, SGC is just the uh, pre-grading system yeah. to, uh, to go into PSA eventually because that's where we're going to get our margins. You know, it's sad because I kind of end up in the same spot where I'm thinking, man, five to 10 day turnaround. I'm super impatient. Give me that five to 10 day turnaround. But then it's like, wait a minute. It's just not going to sell for as much. As much as I love the tucks, I'm with you there, Lefty. So you mentioned, you mentioned a guy... By the name of Shadur Sanders. So what's your win of the week? I have a have a gut feeling about this one. Well, I didn't know if you wanted me to mention it or if you wanted to mention it. But my win of the week is listening to Paul Hickey two years ago. Two years ago, I bought this, this $12 Shadur Sanders uh, autograph for $12. And it is currently at auction on my eBay store for over uh $215 and it probably it ends like an, in a day so it probably will end up around 250 275 somewhere in there maybe even more honestly um but now I'm like dang is this guy going to win the Heisman should I have just held on to it but I I'm glad I'm selling it because I think by the time he ends up being in Heisman race or or draft eligible there will be more Shador Sanders cards out there and uh I am going to crystallize this massive profit uh, and then move it into probably a Camonero. So, absolutely, you nailed it. There's going to be more Shadur Sanders cards. So, if you're holding this one, Onyx Autos, whether it's the blue out of 400 or the green out of 50 or the red out of 25 or the black to five. Honestly, that the Sell day it. that I the day that I paid twelve dollars for this one, Paul, there was a twenty dollar red out there that I put a best offer on, and it was at like seventeen, and the guy denied it. Can you imagine what's that card selling for right now? Like I don't know, maybe Connor can can look that up for us and the red. Up. I mean, yeah. Lefty, I don't know, but just to recap for the audience here, this was like eighteen months ago. I brought this up on this very show. When I don't think anyone, the problem was I don't think we even had an audience at that yeah. point. I think it was just. Like, I was the audience. Bought the lose ball. Regardless, you know, like I'm, I'm excited about this Shador Sanders win. I'm, I'm, I'm excited that Colorado is absolutely balling out. Denny, one time you might want to put a future on uh, him winning the Heisman. The uh, line on that is looking pretty good. Um, and so anyway, I'm excited about it. My other win of the week is that we did not stick around for the, Domi we did not stick around for the Dominguez hype. We sell our strategy here at the sports car strategy show is selling as soon as they get the call up. 
and we put the sell alert out for Jason Dominguez. Everybody should have listened and gotten out on Jason Dominguez before he tore his UCL, and it's probably going to be a DH, which is still going to be fine. He's going to be fine. He was probably not a great fielder in long term anyway. So this is going to be fine for his uh, card market, but I just know that we got out before the injury happened, and I'm excited about that. Yeah, great work. I mean, that's another reason why we say sell, because like to your point on Shadur, to Duke's point on J.K. Dobbins, I mean, it's so tempting to be like, well, you know, he could do this, he could do that. But it's like, look, when we recommend that you buy a card, it's because we have an exit strategy for you and for ourselves. When we buy a card, we have an exit strategy for that card, period. We The hardest thing is to execute the exit strategy. <laughs> Because if the player's playing so well, like Dominguez came up and hit a couple home runs right away. So then the temptation is like, oh my gosh, do I hold him? No, you get rid of the card. You get rid of the card. You can always buy back in. This is the time to absolutely crystallize the profit. So good work on that, Lefty. Um, my win of the week is, uh, I mentioned a Travis Kelsey 2015 Topps Finest Gold Refractor number to 150 that I found basically for $2.00. Um, at a card show. It happened to be the Mint Collective, the card show portion. And I bought it for $2, had it graded at PSA for 19 In the middle of last week's show, it was already over $70. It ended up selling for $180, and the buyer paid right away. The total net profit on that was $155.46. So... Um, then when you take out the grading fees and the card, obviously it was about one thirty. So turning two dollars into one thirty, it's about as good as Lefty turning twelve into almost three hundred on Shadur Sanders. So I really like that win. And then of course I can't go any further without mentioning my Shadur Sanders play. So I listened to myself. You gotta love when you listen to yourself, right, Lefty? Because I know like you wish you probably would have yeah, listened that bites to yourself me in the more on Ellie. <laughs> That bites right. me in the butt. I listen to you more than I listen to me. <laughs> like Lefty had a great Ellie De La Cruz call. but So when you know something, guys, and you know something's going to happen and you have a great sports card strategy, ladies and gentlemen, I would highly encourage you to listen to yourself. And you mean check with us first, right? Check with us first. But listen to yourself and, and invest in yourself. So I invested in myself. I bought uh, this Shadur for $60.00. Raw had it graded at PSA, so I couldn't get it. There's number two for Chad, two lights. I couldn't get it for 20 like Lefty did because by the time I bought it, the market had already gone up. So I was already right. I was already feeling good when I bought it. I was like, look, the market's gone up from 20 to 60 Paid $19 in a bulk submission, got it graded. It got a nine, which is not great, but it's, you know, second best grade, obviously. The auction ends in one day and eight hours there are 38 bids. There's over a thousand views. There's like almost a hundred watchers. It's at $380. So I've already gone from uh, $79 all in on the card to 380. But guys, as we all know, all the all the action. You can ask Doctor Crack, the sniper. All the action happens basically in the last five minutes. So I'm pumped to report on this. Probably as hopefully as my win of the week next week as it as it gets paid for and then it can truly be my win so super pumped about that now that it's back up at the top to me it's time for my buy buy of the week and guys just like i planted a flag on shadur 
just like I planted a flag on Victor Wembenyama, and just like I have planted a successful flag so far on Caleb Williams, I'm planting another flag, and it's of the same ilk. Arch Manning. I've talked about him before, but I haven't talked as much about him as I am now and have last week because now he has cards. Now Arch has cards. Panini has released his throwback prism Panini instant cards that have all sold out. All of the base card, all but the base cards basically sold out right away. Um, shout out to Elena. Uh, who DM'd me and and she's a uh, she's a premium member. She DM'd me. I think she's Card Snatcher. Shout out to Card Snatcher for uh, basically DMing me and being like, "Hey Paul, I know you like Arch. Go to PaniniAmerica.net right now and buy his uh, his Prism Throwback." So I did. Lefty did too. We each got ten of those. But now, guys, I'm I'm all about his auto redemptions. Um, the base auto redemptions are going for about three hundred and twenty dollars. I'm a little nervous about this because I'm impatient and I'm going to absolutely hate waiting for these redemptions to get back to me. But I think at around $320, Arch has a long enough runway because he's the I think he's third string at Texas right now. The reason I like this is because you can get his cards. There's enough time to get them back if it's a redemption and probably get them graded before he actually starts his first game at Texas. When he starts his first game at Texas, that could be a marker. When he has his first big performance, that could be a marker. When there's potential Heisman hype around Arch Manning, that could be a marker. Right now, he's blocked by Quinn Ewers. We shouldn't see much Arch Manning hype for the rest of this season, which is great. Now is the time to buy in. In order to make money flipping sports cards, you have to buy in at the right time, and then you have to know the exit strategy. What I like about Arch is you can buy in at the right time now, and then your exit strategy is multiple markers. There's multiple markers for Arch Manning, depending on how well he plays. You can get out in the hype cycle of him starting his first game, or if you believe in him, you can hold on a little bit longer, and you can see multiple other hype cycles. Now, we have no idea whether or not this guy is going to be a first-round NFL draft pick. That's way too far ahead. But if he is... Imagine that because this rated prospect card from the national, I'm, I'm trying to scoop up those singles out of 149. They're going for around 115 bucks. Chad's licking his lips right now. I bet he's going to go probably try to snipe all of these from me. Chad's going to try to sell them. Probably all on eBay at this point. Anyway, rated prospects from the national serial numbered base auto redemptions, other Panini licensed Arch Manning cards. I think, are probably all going to yield a profit. Again, though, I said this in the, in the previous episodes, guys. Be wary of a buy it now or best offer because the market hasn't really settled for these. I would only participate in auctions because, again, auctions are going to give you the true market value of these cards. You can very much risk overpaying on a buy it now or best offer because you'll see some ridiculous figures that people want for these Arch Manning cards, I would ignore those. I would just look for the auctions, filter your eBay search by auctions only just to avoid temptation. And if you lose on an auction, fine. There's only going to be more and more of these that hit the market, but there's a long enough runway to go ahead. And Brian Steeler714 in the comments said, did Arch sign with Panini or Fanatics? He signed with Panini. So while you may see Bowman Chrome University Arch Manning cards in the future, you more than likely will not see autos because of that deal. 
And I don't know whether or not you're even going to see him in Bowman Chrome University at all. He's he's Panini exclusive. I'm big on Arch Manning for the same reasons I am on Shadur Sanders and Caleb Williams. I see multiple future markers for his cards to rise in value. Buy when he's on the bench at Texas. Imagine when he's named the starter. Imagine his first big game. Imagine a Heisman run. Imagine bowl games and imagine NFL draft type. Arch Manning, guys. What do you think? Lefty? Uh, yeah, I think that's going to be awesome. I think <laughs> he didn't even play this week. And when they beat Alabama, I'm, there was a there was a price spike because Arch was just like on the team, you know, so it's just like um, I, I'm excited about our Panini things that are coming in. I'm excited about watching this guy and the quicker he can get out of a Texas uniform for me, the better um, Giga Mags, even though we took a hard loss to Miami. But uh, I love that. Similar to buying a guy that seems like I can't miss. My buy this week is Messi Sports Illustrated for Kids cards. Um, this The Sports Illustrated for Kids that came out this uh, last week has Jalen Hurts on the front. The page in it is is has some great other cards as well. So I've actually purchased some pages as well as Paul shows you here. It has uh, Paul Skeens on it, which is he's the number one draft pick. It's got Bo Nix, who's going to have a good season here at uh, at Oregon. And uh, not only does it have Sabrina, who is awesome to watch in the WNBA, but it also, um, I believe there is one more person on the bottom center, but I forget what who it is. Uh, oh, it's Scoot Henderson. Yes, um, Scoot. Good call. So Scoot's in it as well. And so I, I, I like that page for, for instance, I went and bought some extra Sports Illustrated for Kids lots uh, or, uh, I mean, uh, magazines this week. And so I've also purchased five of the Messi Sports Illustrated for Kids cards, all under $12. So my buy is the Miami kit specifically. He has another one from Barcelona in 2011. I am not buying that one currently. But the specific card that I'm buying is the 2023 Miami kit star Messi card that comes in the middle of the uh of the checklist and it's his first inter miami card and i am buying it all the way up to about probably about 15 bucks so that's different than the si kids one then no that is the si for kids card. okay so the si kids one just for clarification is his first and only mls card and it's the only one in his miami kit right yes that, that's why that... we like it it's it's the weirdest thing that Sports Illustrated for Kids got the card out before even a Tops Now card. I don't understand Tops' strategy with that. Like, I, I think it was an absolute blunder. But Sports Illustrated for Kids getting the first Miami kit messy out there, and it's under it's around fifteen dollars. I think that's going to go up, uh, especially once people realize it. So. We've talked about SI kids for a long time on this show, dating back to the Victor Wembanyama play. And we've been advising our audience to subscribe to that magazine because essentially it's like $19 a year and there's the opportunity to get these kind of cards. And I feel like lefty, even though we've had like Angel Reese and uh, we've had like Erling Holland had a nice looking card. Caleb Williams had a card that you mentioned last week. This is kind of the first one that we've been really excited about, mainly because of this messy card. 
So I think, um, I think it's a great call by you. I think sports illustrated for kids should definitely sponsor the show because I think we've probably doubled their subscriptions <laughs> in the last six months. I know Chad at one point in time, when he first came on the show, advised people to buy a digital subscription uh, so that they can potentially get a physical card. That did not work out. That was an L. But I think that was cracked it right on that L. show. That's that's Crack's biggest L of all time is recommending to buy a uh, a digital subscription for these. He's trying to get Sports Illustrated for kids NFTs, and uh, it, honestly, that if that's the worst L he's ever had. Props, props to crap because he's making us look really good. It was a little bit. It was a little bit out of his wheelhouse. He's used to sniping eBay auctions. He's used to looking at market movers. We threw SI for kids out at him, and he was like, "Wait a minute, magazines? Let me see if I can get digital and just be ahead of the game." But uh, unfortunately, the digital editions don't come with physical cards. But crack, we're not talking about your L's right now. We're talking about who you're buying. So, who are you buying, my friend? Um. Well. At, whenever I write an article um, for nooffseason.com, you know that I am doing the plays. So I just wrote an article uh, for the premium members. Go read it. Um, do some plays for yourself. Uh, get in on some money-making things. Um, I am buying Caleb Williams uh, non-autographs um, as the uh, the pink refractor and the refractors are selling for around 20 bucks and their uh, PSA 10 counterparts are about eight times that. Um, and the gem rates are very high. I'm, I'm doing that as well as I found a um, affordable Patrick Mahomes rookie card that has a pretty good gem rate. Um, so I am, I am making a play. I've bought 11 of them so far. Um, and I'm hoping to get to 20. Uh, I had three in my safe, so I'm at 14. I need six more. Um, but I'm doing the, uh, 20 card Patrick Mahomes rookie card play as well. So, um, I'm hoping to, uh, pay for my entire Christmas gifts for the kids with that play. I love the Patrick Mahomes play, man. That's huge. Are you going to get, so those are all bulk submissions you're saying, correct? Um, I think that I am probably going to pay. I, I did the article at a bulk submission. However, I think that those, because of the value of them and for what I've been getting them at, I've been getting some pretty good deals. I might send half of them in bulk and the other half um, in, a, in a bigger dollar item to get them back quicker so I can spread out my, my sales so I don't have 20 of them to sell all at once. So I'm thinking that I might sprinkle them at different uh, levels so I get them back at different times. I like it. You mentioned Caleb Williams too. Um, Bowman, you first refractor non-autos. Full disclosure, I actually bought three of those. I think Friday I bought three of those for $12 each from the same seller on eBay. So combined shipping, $12 each. I think I'm $41 all in, including including the shipping on that. So I'm going to submit those in a bulk submission as well. I, I know bought, I already talked about who I'm buying, but I, we're on the I same bought page. 20 of them uh, for my play. I bought 20 of them. The cheapest one I got for $9 and 88 cents. The most expensive one I paid $19 and 50 cents. So um, all different parameters. 
The $9.88 one was a snipe late at night. The 1950 was a, a buy it now or best offer that I threw out 15 bucks and negotiated back and forth. And because it was my 20th one, I didn't have patience to wait for another one at auction. I just said, let's get this over with. Let's go. So I bought it. People have asked us, like, what's the next Wembenyama? Like, what's the next Ellie de la Cruz? You know, Chad's made a bunch of different plays on this show, too. So, like, what's the next one? We think Caleb Williams, right? So, you know, listen listen to what Crack's doing here with the refractor. Listen to the price range. Um, Chad Dyer in the house, CU. Good work in the uh, live chat here. We're going to get to everybody in the live chat for their L's, W's, and their questions. So keep dropping them in the live chat. And uh, if you're not listening live, drop a comment below. We will reply. And if you're listening on the podcast apps, DM us at Sports Card Strategy and we'll get you on the show. Up next, we are curious to see who duked any one time Dodson, the co-owner of Graybo's Sports Cards in Richmond, Virginia. Go to graybos.co. Use the promo code STRATEGY2023 for a discount. Is buying. Duke, who are you buying, man? <clears throat> So I'm going to break it down into three categories. I'll throw a kind of a myriad of names at you. But uh, basketball, obviously, still a good time of year to buy basketball while everyone's focused on football season. Um, still buying uh, Shea. SGA is a guy I've been excited about still buying him. Um, buying Paolo uh, more as like a kind of a multi-year play. I don't expect him to factor into the playoffs this year, but I do like him long term. And then I really want to buy Ant-Man, um, but uh, his values kind of jumped recently with the U.S., team and uh so i'm gonna be i'm gonna wait and let his values come back down but i'd love to own him uh next year uh at some point i'd like to own him throughout this season um so nfl um obviously it's not the best time to buy nfl guys unless they are down like for example like you may like look at watch burrow's values after a really a really poopy week one um i don't think he's gonna drop like people don't panic sell him very often but i would just watch his values um but so three guys and you're gonna kind of hold your nose at these names possibly but just remember that when you're holding your nose at a name, so is everyone else, and so values may be down. And so three guys that I think are going to win more games than the public thinks based on, you know, I track all the Vegas odds on everything, on uh, win totals, on odds to win the division, those kind of things. And uh, Deshaun Watson is one of those names that people have been down on, and he didn't really have a great day yesterday. They, they rolled over the Bengals, but he didn't really have a huge day. So I don't think his values have spiked at all, and I think he's a good buy. And I, I, I think they're a dark horse to kind of sneak in the playoffs. Um, and then the Falcons and the Cowboys, so that's Ritter and Dak. Um, a lot of signs in Vegas point to the Falcons winning the division. And even if Ritter doesn't have a huge year, if you're starting a quarterback, you're a young quarterback and you make the playoffs, I think you'll see some uh, a spike in his prices this year. Um, and then Dak and the Cowboys – Dak has let me down plenty when it comes to card value, and uh, the Cowboys have let me down plenty when it comes to gambling. But uh, there are a lot of things pointing to the Cowboys. Uh, there's a lot of folks in Vegas think they're gonna they're betting the Cowboys to have the highest win total of the season, not just in their division, like in the NFL period. And if you saw their defense last night, uh, they're gonna be in every game. Uh, so if Dak just doesn't mess it up, his prices have come way down because of his performance in the playoffs the last couple of years. So. Uh, I, I do think you can actually make some money on Dak. And then um, finally in college football, you guys have talked about Caleb, which I love, but some other kind of sneakier names. Um, everyone's talking about Caleb, but uh, Drake May is a at Carolina quarterback. Is very likely if he can stay healthy and does well this year, he could be the second overall pick next year. 
Um, he's that good, and he's that good of an NFL prospect. He's built like an NFL quarterback. Uh, um, he doesn't have Bowman U cards yet for some reason, but uh, his his cards you can buy are Leaf. And so after I'm done, I would love a, a question for you guys. Like, uh, you guys made some money on Onyx and kind of off off brand stuff with Shador. Would you guys buy Leaf Drake Mays? That's my question. And then two more sneakier names in college football. Um, Drew Aller, quarterback for Penn State. No one's talking about him, but um, I think they have a decent chance of sneaking in the college football playoff because Ohio State might be a tick down this year. Michigan's a little distracted uh, by uh, uh, Harbaugh being suspended for four games. And so um, he's a really solid quarterback with a bright future, and no one's talking about him on the card market. Aller, his last name is spelled A-L-L-A-R. And finally, if you watch the Texas-Alabama game, you saw this receiver, Xavier Worthy for Texas is a stud he's just he he made some nfl like plays um texas is going to have a good year uh they're very likely to get into the playoff as well and uh he's already in the top 25 kind of uh draft pick uh status this year uh so uh watch for xavier worthy those are my guys i'm looking for I love where your head's at with all of your buys, duke i think like buying basketball makes a ton of sense right now going all in on sga I think the in-season pro quarterback football flipping is always going to be something that the market is interested in. I think that that's riskier, but it's fun, right? Because it's kind of like playing fantasy. It's kind of like playing uh, daily fantasy football, but with cards, which I think is like, again, it's super risky, but I think it's a lot of fun. So I like your calls there, but on the college football side, I want to unpack this because this is something that we're starting to put more content out at nooffseason.com about. In fact, Connor just worked with Mosaic Joe. Um, you guys may know Farmer Joe from uh, the Sports Card Strategy Show and Tell. He basically reached out to us and said, "Guys, like I'm gonna I'm gonna school you on Drew Aller." So props to Mosaic Joe and props to you, Duke, for bringing that up because you guys are ahead of the game and you've helped us create better content at NoOffSeason.com. So Drew Aller, Connor just actually added him to our football rankings. So go to NoOffSeason.com. Check out our football card rankings. And then Connor also did a profile write-up on Drew Aller with his cards to buy. The thing I like about Drew Aller is, is um, he's a 2025 projected NFL first-round pick, potentially like a top-five pick if everything works out for him. He's like six-foot-five. And so he has Bowman Chrome University first autos from 2022, which means they're licensed. So you avoid the Bo Nix scenario, where with Bo Nix's cards, you have... His first are in like this airbrushed Auburn, non-licensed, so it's really not Auburn. And he has his first autos there, but then he has like really nice Oregon second year, but they're not first. But with Aller, he's like Caleb Williams. You have the whole formula. You have his first Bowman Chrome cards are licensed out of 2022. And he's got a long runway. So, and his prices are around 200. People are asking $200 or best offer for his Bowman Chrome first autos with the licensed Penn state. And so I'm 100% with you there. The Drake may thing. I'll let these guys comment on whether or not they would go with leaf. Um, Caleb Williams had leaf first, right? And then he finally got into Bowman U, which that's when I started buying. So I avoided the whole Caleb Williams leaf cards, but like lefty and Chad, what would you guys do about the Drake may leaf? Because he is a projected I believe he's he's in some people's first round projections for 2024 NFL along with Quinn Ewers. But Lefty, what what's your take on like a Drake May Leaf card? 
I try to stay away from Leaf cards in general, um, and so I'm not high on him. There's another guy that I'm going to talk about in my Who to Sell. Uh, there's another quarterback that I'm more interested in from college football, and so uh, that's – I'm going to say no on Leaf, not because I think it's a stupid investment. It's just not one I'm willing to make. We know Chad's been tempted in um, basically, I think, whatnot or drip or you know some streams and, and – overpaying for leave so i'm gonna skip chad i'm gonna say another guy that i'm gonna start looking for cards on while we're talking about buying is travis hunter out of colorado i love coach prime you guys know this because i'm all in on shadur i'm actually selling shadur now i'm not it's wrong to say i'm all in on him but i was all in on him the next guy could be travis hunter i haven't done a search for travis hunter cards but being a guy that like never leaves the field um strikes me as a mini Shohei Otani of, of football potentially. So anyway, Duke love where you're at with the, uh, with the buying, especially the college football. I think that's an area that we're going to be tapping into more at nooffseason.com and really digging into who to buy from a college football standpoint, because it's a, it's not a long-term investment, but it's a longer runway flip with like your Caleb Williamses and your Drew Allers. So I really, really like it. Duke, who are you selling, man? Uh, so now that football season is here, obviously, you know, if you're going to invest in a risky manner, which I like to do on football cards, you got to be ready to sell and got to be ready to pounce when someone has an above average week. So the folks I'm looking to sell, um, Tua and Tyreek had just a monster game. They looked amazing. But if you remember last year, they did this last year for about four or five games until Tua got hurt. And so I'm not big on buying Tua, like big Tua's, uh, because I'm so worried about him getting dinged up again or getting his head rocked again. But uh, if you have Tua, he looked amazing yesterday. Tyreek looked amazing. Uh, like, so I, I'm sure people, are, I'm sure his cards are going nuts today. Haven't checked, but I just, I just know that they are. So I, I would, I would get those out there. I think the quarterbacks that overachieved and looked really good in Week One and have the fan base excited are uh, Jordan Love and uh, Purdy. I think. Everything that is being said about them today on the news is very positive, like way more positive than like Kenny Pickett and some other guys. And so I would get my Jordan Loves and Purdy's out there, throw a big number on them and let the, let the market come get them. And then a little like little kind of smaller. Uh, I doubt you're holding a lot of Tyler Algier, the running back for the Falcons, but he did have two touchdowns. I do expect over time that Bijan's going to take more and more of that workload. So like th- this is, Algiers is a good back, and I think he'll factor in to that backfield. But um, if they, I think this is the better time to sell him, and I would kind of be longer on Bijan and shorter on Algier. So, Duke Connor is our new head of content at NoOffseason.com, and and you're going to meet him here in a second. But uh, he's been doing an article coming out of every show with our buys and sells of the week, and so some of them are kind of planned around um who we know are buys and sells anyway and then others are planned around who people say on the show that we agree with i will say connor duke is 100 right with everything he just said in terms of selling all of those nfl guys so i'm really happy that you you hit on all that duke great great call on those those skill position guys that uh that had a big week one as well as some of those quarterbacks but um over to chad for who you're selling chad yeah so uh, first on the leaf, on the leaf stuff, uh, Denny, I, I'm all He's in. coming back to it. I'm coming back to it. I, I can't let Paul cut me off on that leaf. Tried to skip you can him Buy the leaf. You can buy the leaf autos. Just make sure that you're out of them before any other licensed product comes. 
Uh, I made a play this last summer. I made fun of myself for doing it. And when I look back on it, I five X'd my money on, on nine leaf cards and I like money. So I'm all in on, on buying leaf cards. You just have to make sure you get in and get out quickly. Um, who I'm selling Jason Dominguez is bef I put this down before he tore his UCL. Um, but his, as we did the sell alerts, his base, uh, Bowman Chrome first in the last 30 days is up 147%. Uh, anytime you see a spike at a hundred percent of anything, I don't care who he is or what the card is. It's time to sell. Uh, and Ronald Acuna, Acuna, there it is. Acuna Jr. Um, his Bowman Acuna. prospects paper first, not his Chrome, but his paper first uh, prospects card is up 144% in the last 30 days. Um, and now it's looking like he's got, actually got some competition and he's not a guaranteed walk in the park for uh, uh, NL MVP either. So um, I would sell those right now uh, if you've got them. Lefty, what the hell are we going to do if Chad starts pronouncing names correctly? Are we going to have a show? I don't think so, man. I think half of these listeners are just tuning in to see this guy talk about uh, Ronald Acuna. I know. So. So, Lefty, I know you have a lot to say right now. So, who over to you. Who are you selling, man? Well, primarily, uh, just thank you for Victory Monday for Go Browns. And Kenny Pickett does suck. Verified suck this week. Uh, loved watching. I, I was watching my Browns just dismantle a team that I did not expect them to win. And then I looked over and I was like, I wonder how that Pittsburgh Steeler game's going. I wonder how much I can make fun of Kenny Pickett tomorrow or if I'm going to wear this one on the chin. And I look over and I'm like, oh, yes. Thank you, Brock Purdy. Uh, and so Kenny Pickett, verified suck. Uh, week one, I'll be keeping track of this in my own head. So week one is a check mark for me. He's a verified suck in week one. So who am I selling, though? Ethan Solace cards. This is a tricky sell. Here's why I'm saying this. No one has them. Here's why I'm bringing this up on the Sports Card Strategy Show. 2023 Bowman Chrome is coming out, and it comes out around now each time each month. I don't exactly have the day, the day coming out, but it is the Chase card. He's a super young, super good catcher, okay, from the San Diego Padres system. He will be the next guy that everybody is freaking out about. He's he he's incredible and he's young and he's he's going to be another guy that we're going to have to talk about quite a lot on the show over the next couple of years probably. But his cards are going to go so bananas in this first couple of months. I don't want anybody to buy into him early and and, and they'll have to wear it all the way down. Your dollar cost average there is just not good. So uh. I would wait on a Solace card. I would wait, wait, don't buy into a, a Solace card right away. Wait for the off season. Maybe wait until like spring training of next year. He's going to be an incredible baseball player. And as we've seen, catchers don't always hold the best market. So just be careful when you're going for Ethan Solace cards. If you pull one from 23 Bowman Chrome when it comes out, I would sell it immediately because you're going to get a ridiculous amount of, uh, of bids and watchers on it. And then also who I'm selling, this is a college quarterback that I wanted to talk about. Guys, I have a question for you, for you three, on like what is my strategy here? Notre Dame football ranked ninth in the country 
and Sam Hartman is destroying people apparently. And he's looks like the guy that everybody expected to come into Notre Dame. He's a transfer from Wake Forest. He's a really good athlete and a good quarterback. I have a Bowman Inception card out of five for Sam Hartman. I pulled it in the, the box that I bought from Denny. And in two weeks, they play Ohio State on primetime. Next week, the next week after that, they play a ranked Duke team and they play USC uh, in October. So it's like, do I sell it right now or do I put it on a seven day auction ending right before the Ohio State game? What do I do? Sam Hartman has these. What card do you have? Because he has these really nice looking Bowman Chrome University first autos licensed out of 2022. Do you, is that one you have? No, I have the Bowman Inception out of five. Just the no, Ooh. no auto. Oh, okay, nice. That's still a good card. Um, he's Keep the eleventh ranked quarterback, uh, in the projected in the twenty twenty four NFL draft. Duke, what do you? I mean, what do you think? I think you're you have maybe a better opinion than I do on this one. Um, I, so I I watched uh I've, I've been watching Sam Hartman at Wake for years. So, uh, I've got a connection to the Wake Forest coach, and so we're always kind of watching him there and rooting for him. And I thought he was great there, and I think he's going to do great things at Notre Dame. Um even though I'm bullish on him long-term, um, I would say I, I like your idea of selling it leading up to the high state game hype. Cause then it doesn't really matter what happens in that game. Um, Notre Dame uh, could, could win that game, but they could also kind of disappoint uh, against a bigger team, which they've done a lot in the last 10 years. So um, I think I would take the, the lower risk play of selling it that week, but I don't mind holding him. He has had some health issues. I don't know if you saw the special on him this weekend, how he had some ribs removed, made into a necklace. Like he's got, he's had some kind of major surgery as a young guy. I mean, he's not, he's not that young anymore. He's like a six year college kid. but I, I like the idea of selling him leading up to the high state game hype. Yeah. I, I'm going to agree with you on that Duke. I would, he's kind of a guy that I would probably get out of since you're holding that lefty, I would get out of that and reinvest in something else. It, yeah, it's definitely scenario-based, right? Like, but I think that, that that kind of hype, like Duke mentioned this the feature on him. I saw the feature too. That was the like I'm unlike Duke, that was the first I'd ever even heard of him. So it was kind of like, oh, when I see that, I'm like, okay, this is a guy that is gonna have a few moments at Notre Dame. To me, he doesn't strike me as someone who's gonna be a longer like six to eight month play. I think he's a this season get out of him this this college season so hopefully that helps but that's a great question yeah it's just um, a random card i pulled so it's just like yes. wow i have this card and i'm just like what do i do with it i think contextually that's good too i think every like we answer a lot of people's questions and we're going to get to more audience questions here in a second but it's always good to know the context which is why i think um as far as your overall sports card strategy goes knowing what you paid for a card, how you got a card, what what your entry point into that card was always plays into your exit strategy. So because your entry point was pulling it and, you know, we all, I think I got crushed on my, on my inception boxes, which is fine, but um, this is a way for you to get a little bit back and reinvest. So that's what I would do um, in terms of who I'm selling. I'm not going to take up too much airtime on this, but, you can find more on who, who I recommend that you all sell right now at, at nooffseason.com. But 
Calvin Ridley, Brandon Ayuk are good. You know, I saw Luke Menkel in the comments uh, sell Brandon Ayuk. I think that goes right along with what Duke said. I'm going to talk real quick about my overall strategy. So I'm not worried about injuries because I'm selling people before they could really even get injured. And so that's what I did with Travis Kelsey. That's what I did with Jason Dominguez. I planned all spring to sell a bunch of cards right now. So right now I have more active 10 day auctions on my eBay account than I ever have. I've got like something like 50 to 60 auctions going at all times. They're all 10 day auctions and they're designed to move me out of those cards. Like I bought in at a particular time with the intention of moving out at a particular time. I'm not going by it now or best offer because that could last forever. And the 10 day auctions is designed to move me out and move me back into other things. It is going very well. I will tell you guys it is going very well. I think that Lefty moving his Shadur Sanders card from a buy it now to an auction has also served him well. I'd like to see most of you out there in the audience trying. Don't be afraid of the auction. Yes, you may have cards that go for less than what you thought you were going to, especially if you don't have that many people following you or you haven't sold that many items or you don't have that many reviews. That's all the more reason to list your lower dollar cards for auction so that you can then get more reviews, have more items sold, figure out how to get more eyeballs on your auctions so that then when you do sell your uh, larger dollar cards um, in 10 day auctions, you can crystallize more profits. I'm going to give a couple of selling tips real quick before we bring in Connor for uh, what the audience has had to say about LW and, and buy, sell and questions is what I've learned. And, and this is actually something Lefty told me about last year, but I've seen it in action for myself recently. When you have one auction getting a ton of views and action, it's actually a great idea to go ahead and list a bunch more of your cards. Whether you list, you know, whether you're buy it now or best offer or whether you're listing them in an auction. Again, I highly encourage you to you all to do 10-day auctions, but to each his own. I understand different cards and different scenarios should dictate what you do. It shouldn't always just be one thing. But I designed my selling strategy to do 50 or 60 10-day auctions right now. Because some of my auctions, like the Shadur Sanders one, is getting so much action, it's helping all of the other cards get more views and more action. Because inherently, what people will do is they'll be like, oh, I like this card. I like the seller. Let me go see what this other what other cards this seller has listed. And if I only have like five listed, that doesn't help me. But if I have 45 or 50 listed, that really does help me. Even if you only have 20 cards, if you want to sell them, sell them all at the same time that you're getting the one auction with the most action and views. Um, it's sort of like putting your best products in the window of a retail store to get people to come into your store and see what else you have. So have more inventory listed. And then... Also to that end, as you're waiting for your auctions to end, I really this one kind of struck me too. As you're waiting for your auctions to end and for your buyers to pay, we all know I'm impatient. So I'm, I have a hard time waiting for my buyers to pay, right? But what I need to do is what I realized is I need to make sure that I'm actively checking if the same buyer, as my auctions are ending, since I have like 50 or 60 of them, I'm actively checking to see if the same buyer has purchased multiple items and then I'm going in and I'm sending them a revised invoice with combined shipping and I'm messaging them and saying that I did that uh, as a courtesy for them and then that helps them pay faster. And a lot of times what you'll do is as you sell more on eBay, you'll notice that 
people sometimes will actually say when you send them a message about like, hey, I'd like to ship your item, but you need to pay first. They'll be like, well, I'm actually like bidding on a couple of your other items. If you could wait for me, if you could wait for those auctions to finish to see if I win them and then combine the shipping. So that's kind of like selling tips that I wanted to, to drop out there for everybody uh, before we go ahead and bring in um, bring in Connor for the uh, what the audience has had to say uh, for their L's, W's, buys and sells. So let's go ahead and get uh, the fifth person in here, Connor Barnett. Welcome to the show, my friend. Good to see you. Good morning. How we doing? What's up, bro? Uh, Paul oh. didn't want to listen to me talk earlier, so we are going to kind of blend together uh, <laughs> everyone's feedback and try and do this um, in an orderly manner. Um, kicking off our L's of the week, uh, we got shoes. Oh, my shoes says uh, his L of the week was that all the cards he posted on eBay uh, for the NFL hype cycle, aka his quarterbacks, lost. Um, I'm going to kind of transition this into a question uh, for Duke, actually. Um, Duke, do you think that the NFL week to week uh, is volatile enough to where if people are trying to make hype cycle plays, they need to get auctions or buy it now gone uh, before games are starting? Okay. Can you give me say that one more time? Uh, so for shoes, he's saying that uh, all the cards he posted on eBay for the NFL hype cycle lost, mm -hmm. and that ended up being his L. Um, I'm guessing because he posted them a little bit too late uh, and and after they lost, their prices dipped a bit. Do you think that week to week, um, the NFL card cycles are cyclical and volatile enough uh, to where people making plays at the beginning of the season on the hype cycle needs to get these cards listed and gone before games start? Like before like week one starts? Is that what you mean? Yes, sir. Um. See, that's a good question. I, I think it's case by case. Um, and it depends on how susceptible they are to injury and how much you believe believe in them to succeed. Like, um, give me an example. Like, I was still buying Herbert and Allen up to the season, even though you're getting some of that hype. So I believe those two guys are going um, to do well. And the quarterback is less likely to get hurt than, say, a running back or a receiver. You know, I mean, receivers don't get hurt as much. Running backs get hurt all the time. So running back hype, sell early. Quarterbacks, I'm fine waiting a little bit. Um, but I, it's, it's hard to kind of stereotype everybody, put them all in one bucket. Um, I, I do believe in holding some guys and waiting, being a little more patient. Like, for example, Tua right now, you're going to get more for Tua today than you would have on Saturday. Um, and so I don't think there's enough hype around him preseason, but there's probably a lot of hype around him now. Yeah, no, it did. Absolutely. Absolutely did. Um, I'm going to kind of transition off of that into Paul's guy, Kenny Pickett. Um, and I want to know how lefty felt um, about Pickett versus Purdy this week. Uh, Muhammad, first time listeners L was that he bought a Pickett prestige auto out of 25 on Saturday, um, planning to flip it after Sunday, but he lost big. So he's just going to hold for now. Um, lefty, I got an idea how you're going to feel about this one, but what do you think you should do with this Pickett? Muhammad, you took a fat L, my friend. Investing in a player that is booty cheeks. <laughs> Hold, Muhammad. Hold. He's going to have some moments. Purdy played really well. Got to say. Purdy played uh, really oh, well. I was, we I was hype on Purdy. I actually think you should probably sell Christian McCaffrey. There's probably an injury coming. Uh, you know, it's just like, yeah. I feel like Christian McCaffrey is going to get injured. He had a great game, so. 
Yeah, even though Lefty and I disagree on Kenny Pickett, Connor, I agree with what Lefty just said on McCaffrey. I think that's a good strategy is get rid of those skill position players like Duke said that have had big weeks already. Get rid of them now. Um, we actually don't have any W's this week. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and round into our questions after our L's. Um, let's start off with Global. Always good to have Global in here. Um, thoughts on CGC for modern sports cards, Paul? What you think? CGC would be probably CSG, right, Chad? Is that what he's referring to here? Yeah, CGC and CSG combined, so there is no CSG anymore. Oh, yeah. Okay, global. Um, I hope that uh, today has has treated you well and that we're going to have a good day as well. Global's <laughs> in Australia. Um, you know what, Connor? I think that um, I would not grade at CGC. I would... It's kind of like, even though the, it, it has nothing to do with grading standards, like very quality company, Andy Broom is the guy I think who still heads up the grading there. And I saw his presentation at Mint Collective. He did a great job. I know they're quality graders. Like I've cracked a lot of CSG slabs and gotten high grades at PSA. Um, as far as sending my cards into grade with them, I mean, I would prefer SGC over CSG. Um, seems to me like comparable price, quicker turnaround time. Um, if you're not going to go with PSA, I would probably personally, I would go with SGC because of that turnaround time. I'm very impatient. I just don't, I don't see the reason to go to, um, CGC, CSG because of the, uh, the re there's no resale value, um, on the secondary market, even though there's high quality grading and you can't change the market. So I'd rather go with PSA or SGC. Let's stick with grading for a minute. Um, and I'm going to go to Lefty for this one. Lefty, I know we don't have too much longer with you this morning. Uh, Craig's Cards 11 this morning uh, said they sent their first order to BGS. Uh, curious how we felt about the value of a BGS 9.5 uh, relative to PSA 9s. Uh, he said he's like Lefty and can't stand PSA 9s. Yeah, I'm way, I'm way, way, way higher on a BGS 9.5 than I am on a PSA 9. I think... Uh, Subgrades or not, I think a 9.5 is something that people like to see more often. I think a PSA 9 just gets its nose turned up unless it's like an out of 25 or higher. Um, you know, I just, it's just not something I see that's investable in the long term for, for ultra modern cards. Yeah, unless it's a Fedor Sanders blue auto out of 140. And we know Brian Steeler 714 hates onyx but that's okay i guess speaking uh, of brian Steeler 714 let's do this one connor yeah brian wants to know how we feel about sam howell uh, i believe he's over at usc paul what you think sam howell uh for the sam. washington commanders oh, yeah. um Ooh, sorry no no worries uh andy Kaysen loves sam howell i was not, i will say i was not high on sam howell um Going into this year, I thought he had way too much hype coming into the, you know, his preseason performances to me were kind of all hype. Um, he has stood his ground, you know, he's he's still in the mix. I could see his prices continuing to rise. Sam Howell, though, to me is more of a, uh, I missed the boat on him. Like, I don't own any of his cards. I'm not going to buy in now because I think his prices are rising. So he's a fade for me personally because I'm fine with my sports card strategy as, look, if I don't own the player's cards 
as they're rising. And, and it, if it's not a guy that's like someone with high draft capital, capital, someone who has like a ton of um, leash in terms of, but I mean, like if Sam Howell starts to play poorly or if Sam Howell gets injured, his market plummets and it, it potentially never comes back. And, and then the other thing you got to, you got to remember is like the commanders, even though they're off to a good start already, um, they're in a tough division. The Cowboys absolutely murdered the giants last night, 40 to nothing on Sunday night football. Um, the Eagles are in the division. The giants are a playoff team. The commanders, this could be the only game they win all season. I mean, I don't think that's going to be the case, but this could be a scenario where Caleb Williams is the starting QB for the commanders next year. So Sam Howell is just not a guy that I'm putting any money into, but I appreciate the question. And I love you, Brian Steeler, 714. I like him. Well, of course you would, because you like Aaron Rodgers and you hate Kenny Pickett. So buy him after week four. Yep. After after week four, buy him after week four, because they go through a week three, week four, where they play the Bills and the Eagles. And whatever they do against the Broncos, even if they play well by week four, I see them uh, at best two and two. Um, he's going to struggle against the Bills and the Broncos def- or the Bills and the uh, Eagles defense. And uh, I think his low point for card prices will be week four, week five. Hey, Connor, since I'm kind of angry with Lefty right now, do you mind? And I know he's got to go um in like three minutes so can i ask him two questions before he leaves uh, from submitted through the uh through instagram at sports card strategy so reminder to dm us if you're listening on the apps lefty brent stout asks what what should we do with evan carter calls do we hold and wait for the playoffs or spring training to make money or sell now and he says cut our losses we sent out a sell alert for him did we get something wrong he says i have a rookie Bowman Chrome Refractor. He must mean first, or I mean, he think he must mean first, right? Bowman Chrome Refractor. Um, ever since he was called up, there's been very little interest in his graded cards, and values have decreased. That is kind of what I'm experiencing. We uh, told we told everybody that um, I guess three weeks ago or four weeks ago, I said there out of four prospects that were up forty percent, he was down forty percent. And I said to buy in at that point, and it would have been a $60 Bowman Chrome Auto at that point. Now, I know a lot of people are way heavy into him right now uh, because they bought big. But I have one on auction that I listed as soon as he got the call up, and it is currently at $76. um, And it's got a day or two days left. So I'll I'll make money on mine, uh, or I got three days three days and eight hours left. That's at seventy six dollars. So I'll make money here for sure, uh, assuming that they pay. But I don't think you wait on Evan Carter. If you're going to wait on Evan Carter, you're going to have to wait probably probably about a year. So. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. I think that'll help Brett. All right. The other one I wanted to ask you lefty is from Eric. So it's I T Z underscore Eric with a K one eight Oh six on IG. Thanks Eric. He said, um, he bought an Alcatraz. <laughs> so everyone's going with the Traz now. Thanks to Chad. He got a Carlos Alcaraz auto. Um, it's a leaf auto. Um, he says, can you talk on the show about the potential play if he wins 
multiple titles or even or quick flip if he wins the open now we know he did not win the open what would you now do with an alcaraz leaf auto um i would wait and sell it as soon as he wins his next major uh which this is the last major of the season so the next major will be in about six months um i yeah i think it's early next spring i think is when the uh, next major will be but uh, I could be well uninformed there. I'm new to the tennis world. Um, but in terms of Carlos um, Alcaraz, I, for me, the reason we brought him up on this show is he's a long-term hold for me. So I, yep. I think he's going to be a perennial dude that's ranked number one, number two. And especially when Djokovic or, uh, uh, finally retires, uh, when Joker finally retires, I think it'll be him and Sinner uh, and maybe Ben Shelton now. Um, and uh, so those are the three guys that I'm investing in over the next five to 10 years is where I'm looking. So Carlos Alcaraz is not a short-term flip for us. Good stuff. And you know, I'm not really angry with you. I love you and I hope you have a great day. I know you got to go. Anything else you want to add before you, before you leave us? Go Browns. All right, there we go. And okay, it's victory Monday because the Rangers actually won two games in a row and they have been dog crap over the last month and a half so go have yourself a great week with lefty we'll see you next monday bye connor who's next yeah let's keep him rolling uh typically i have a question that i would be asking lefty but with him gone um i think it's a good time to get chad involved uh i know chad has just about every single type of card that you can possibly have um but i haven't heard him talk a lot of soccer uh so joel kaplan asked this morning when is the best time to sell soccer uh they're not an expert but they have some um in their collection um, Chad, let's talk a little bit of your soccer strategy. When you think of the best time to sell, uh, and maybe, maybe a moment on when you think you should be buying soccer as well. Uh, this is a great question. Um, I actually was starting to put together, uh, like a general calendar that we can share with our premium members for, um, buying selling cycles. I think that might be something fun. I've got it. I've got it about three quarters of the way put together. And then I was going to share it with you guys and see if it was worth sharing with everybody else, but, um, soccer is probably my fourth most, uh, that I have behind basketball, football, and baseball. Uh, it's, it's growing rapidly in my collection. Um, and I've been selling soccer for about a year and a half now. And what I've noticed is that, um, soccer sells really well, uh, late spring, like May ish. Um, and then it, it's been selling really strong these last couple of weeks. So I'm going to say September ish. So May, September would be the two months that uh, I personally have had really good success with high prices for soccer. I think some of that has to do with the, uh, the season winding down uh, in spring and then starting back up in fall. Um, but uh, May and September are the two months to sell at least my experience. Yeah, and yeah. Southern Soccer Idiot here, Connor, is is uh, in the live chat. He had an L of the week. He got a gold out of 50 Messi from 2020-2021 Stadium Club. Uh, got a PSA 8 on it. I'm, I'm curious to Southern Soccer Idiot's take on Chad's answer, too, because soccer's been a tough one for me. I've kind of faded soccer myself. Uh, I did buy an Mbappe PSA 10 um, at the National, which I thought was a good time to buy soccer. I think that summer lull was a good time to buy soccer um but uh, it's a tricky one for me so i think more to come on that but glad glad you got that one in there connor what who, who do you got next 
Uh, Paul, this one's for you. Janelle Shu picked up uh, the centering tool this weekend. Um, she wants to know if we use it on the eBay picks um, and how we would go about doing it. Uh, just still nervous about raw cards. Yeah, Janelle, great question. Um, I think you can use it any number of ways. I know Chad has used it on eBay picks. Um, I, that's It's not going to be an exact science, but you can um, zoom in on the eBay picks as best you can. You could always ask the seller to send you more pictures. I know, you know, a lot of people do that. And, um, you know, especially if you're in negotiations on a buy it now or something like that or best offer. I think it's a good idea, Janelle. I, I like the idea of even when you're online trying to do all you can to use the centering tool, even on pictures, just to determine whether or not you want you want it. Because if you're going to grade it, you might as well use the centering tool however you can. I think obviously... It's uh, going to be more of an exact science when you have the card in person, but I, I like where your head's at, Janelle. Good one there, Connor. Yeah, let's trans. Let's keep transitioning here. Um, we got a little bit of basketball, so I'm going to go over to Duke. Um, Duke Greeny Green wants to know if we should be buying Lillard right now, anticipating a trade. Uh, it kind of seems like things have stalled out a little bit uh, in regards to the whole Miami situation. Um, and I don't know how deep you dive into that stuff, Duke, but I follow like a bunch of underground accounts on Twitter, uh, like Dropping Dimes 20 and similar things uh, that, that pretend like they're leaking stuff every week. And then it just kind of seems like we're not getting much. Um, Duke, where are you standing on Dame right now? Um, I saw that question pop up and I was curious to hear someone else answer it because I don't know. Like, I, I, you know, Lillard is a fascinating character, but no one has ever he's never made me any money ever um and I, I tend to just kind of sit and wait sit and wait sit and wait so when i have that much uncertainty i personally would probably just just wait and watch um but i would love to hear if you or paul had had any thoughts on that so something about dame for me is that and i almost am worried about jason tatum in a similar way because both of those guys can just go out and give you 50 and it seems like they're going to do it multiple multiple times a year but is that going to move the needle for them, right? So, like, Jason Tatum's got the whole package. Dame's got the whole package. But are they going to win a championship? Are they going to give you a real marker that actually spikes their cards uh, to crystallize any profits there? I don't know. And I don't know if the trade itself would even jump at that much either. Uh, you know, maybe a healthy bump. But in terms of, of expecting big spikes from Dame going to Miami and trying to make that play now when we don't even know if Portland's going to trade him, um, it just seems like a tough call. Paul, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I think um, it's too big a margin for error with Damian Lillard with the trade. I think I, another thing I look at is I don't really love his cards. Like, I think that's the other factor is like, if I get stuck with the Damian Lillard card, they're a little bit older. I know that some people could argue, well, they're less pop count, less print run, things like that, because it's older, I think 2012, but I actually just don't like those brands from that year. I don't like the cards really that he has. And, um, I think that it, there could be massive upside with Dame, but I think the risk really outweighs the reward here for me. So I'm going to fade, I'm fading Dame, but I think it's, the question worth asking, uh, Greeny Green. So glad, glad you, you got it in there. I love Damien. Chad, <laughs> what's your play on him? I mean, go go for it. Be the buy, contrarian here. Buy Lillard. Buy him. Buy him now. Buy as many as you possibly can. Buy Lillard. Uh, NBA hoops. If you want to go with a cheaper version, Prism. If you want to make some real money, 
Um, buy Lillard cards. They You will make money on Lillard this year, whether he gets traded or they end up staying in Portland. Doesn't matter his cards right now at the prices where they're at in the Prism PSA 10s. Uh, there is money to be made on Damian Lillard. I've got nine of them in the last 60 days. PSA Flag. 10s, Prisms. Flagplant, Chad Gill, love it. Greeny Green, stop buying all your UFC cards and go buy Lillard, according to Dr. Crack. I'm fading him. Chad's buying him. Connor's not sure. When you're not sure, you got to fade it. Duke's not sure. He's That's three fades against Dr. Crack, so we'll see what happens. We're going to report back on. There's going to be a Damian Lillard. Did Was it an L for Chad or was it a W? Stay tuned for that in future episodes. It's the I win game. I win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's cap off the show uh, with a little bit more of the NFL since we just had opening week. Uh, and just a reminder to anyone listening or commenting, if we don't get to your comments, uh, please hop into YouTube and feel free to shoot us a comment there and we will get back to you. Um, or if you're a premium member at nooffseason.com, um, leave us your comments there. We got the overflow show. Me and Chad are happy or me and Paul are happy to be emailing you back. Um, and we've been discussing potentially having uh, a post sports card strategy show show where we can kind of keep rolling through questions. Uh, but that looks like it might be a little bit down the line. But yeah, so if we don't get to you, just make sure to leave a comment in the chat uh, and we will get back to you. But let's go back to the NFL. Uh, Jamie Hauser picked up a Purdy pink optic rated rookie uh, and had a silver 2-0, Tua. Uh, picked them both up for about $35 within the last month or so. Uh, curious what the play is here. So they're thinking sell Purdy and hold Tua for a couple of weeks. Um, wants to know what we're thinking. Chad, where are you at there? Um, I've, I flag planted last week and said sell Purdy. I don't care what Purdy does early in the year. Purdy cards are overrated. Purdy's not that good of a quarterback. He's just in a great situation with loaded with talent and an incredible defense. He showed it again yesterday. Um, he, he got two touchdowns to Ayuk. Ayuk made a hell of a catch on one of them. Uh, could have very easily been a deflection. Um, I am not sold on Purdy's abilities at all, but he is in a great situation. Sell Purdy, um, now, uh, Tua, um, you could sell Tua, uh, as Duke mentioned, or Denny mentioned, um, it's going to be, to a mania this week, I think after 400 yards, he's and and the Miami Dolphins looked great. Um, but I think that uh, I think you've got you've got up until his next concussion to sell Tua cards, and they're going to continue to rise until that next concussion. That could be week two. That could be next season. Um, but Tua cards were so cheap coming into this year. There's a lot a lot of room for those cards to go up. Thanks, Chad. So to Connor's point, you can keep the questions flowing in by DMing us at Sports Card Strategy on Instagram. We also have a Discord. So if you go to sportscardstrategy.com, there's an active invite to join our Discord and keep the Sports Card Strategy going there. Um, real quick, though, I do want to go rapid fire and take about five questions real quick. MM underscore sports and trading cards on Instagram ask, would now be the time to invest in Cooper Cup due to being out for weeks? I think depending on the price, if you see a dip in Cooper Cup cards, it may not be a bad idea. I would definitely 
make sure that you buy the right card, make sure it's liquid, make sure it's a PSA 10, make sure it has dipped in price and make sure that you know that you will sell it either when he comes back, hopefully in like week nine or 10, or um, I think, but I do think it's risky and there are better plays, but thanks for the question. Uh, also, Zach Shearer on IG, uh, relatively new getting back into the hobby. What's your take on Gunnar Henderson? I would fade everyone who has already been called up to the major league baseball level. That's my take. Uh, Luke Menkel asks, are we buying Maxi? Have an opportunity to pick up a big auto. I'm unsure about his long-term outlook. Chad is nodding. Duke, let's let you take this one. What do you think? Are you buying a big thumbs up from Duke to any one-time dots and says buy Maxi? Connor, what do you think? You buying Tyrese Maxi? I'm not big on Maxi. Uh, the, the whole situation over there is just a complete cluster F. Um, I'm curious to see what what the, what moves they make this year because it seems like no matter what pieces they try to add, uh, they're going to struggle to make it as a team to the next level. Uh, and I don't know if Maxi's Maxi's got enough in his own bag to to carry a team to do anything big. All right, I actually don't hate that take. I think that's actually a very astute take. I think that um, the Maxi card's got to be the right price. It does have to be a big auto, and you do have to know when you're getting out of it. I think to Connor's point, it's going to be a little bit hard know exactly when to get out of a maxi card and uh the guys that duke mentioned in his buying from an nba standpoint are guys i like better so last one real quick chad gill answer chad dyer's question because i love chad dyer he's a football card quest guy don russ coming out do we think panini ignores the nfl pa and just keeps printing and shipping no no there the, i think that the arbitration is they're they're gonna get like a six three to six month window to get the stuff that's in the queue to be able to print it. Um, so I do think we're gonna see some more products coming out between now and Christmas, uh, even though they haven't set a, anything beyond September. Um, but no, I don't think once once I don't think they're gonna take the chance of risking another lawsuit. They've already lost a twenty five million dollar one. Um, they're, they're not gonna, they're not gonna push the envelope. They're just gonna try and take it as far as legal will allow them. Nice. Connor Barnett. Great work audience. Thanks for keeping Connor real busy today. We appreciate all of you in the audience and uh quick shout out from Finland. Joe Hakalo. Definitely getting that wrong. This is a great show. Spent most of last night listening to strategy episodes. Love it. From Elias. All right. Duke Denny one-time dots and parting shots for the day. Thanks for joining us. What do you got for us before we, uh, before we sign off? Uh, parting shots. I'd like to remind everybody that we're one week into the NFL season and no one is as good as you think they are. No one is as bad as you think they are. The, uh, the public's going to overreact, but you should not. And when the public overreacts, take advantage of it, whether it's an NFL betting line or a card value. Remember that most people and teams are going to regress to the mean. So just remember that. Love it. Chad Gill, your parting shot. I'm going to tell, I'm going to, I'm going to make you comment on PSA as your parting shot because our guy, Alex Hammond, who may or may not be global or no global from down under, he just, he thinks PSA is really random. So can you, can you address that as your parting shot? Because you talked a lot about PSA today. What's your take on people who think PSA is random? I got to run, but uh, the PSA uh, is not random. PSA is as consistent. Uh, the big four are all consistent. We I've 
talked about this before. You look at the numbers, you look at the gem rate percentages month in and month out, and they are as consistent a company as there is anywhere uh, in the card industry. So um, they just, they grade so many cards that you're going to talk to enough people that'll be like, I had a really bad run and I, I didn't get any tens in my submission. And then you'll see Paul where he comes back and they're all tens, you know, so it, it balances out, but, but they're very consistent. My I just don't talk shot, about my sixes. My, my parting shot is Damian Lillard. So I just double checked. I want to make sure that, that everybody understands where I'm buying Lillard. There was a rogue sale last night that just hit hit the report. His PSA tens. If you can get the the Prism tens for two fifty or less, that's where I'm planning my flag. That's where I've been buying them all. There was a random sale last night at three ninety nine, so it's up almost a hundred percent overnight. Um, don't buy at four hundred dollars. Buy at two fifty, and if you can get the uh, the NBA hoops at seventy five bucks. A, or less. That's a hundred dollar card in season all, all time. So got to run. Have a great week, everybody. Nobody yeah. does it like we do it here at sports card strategy. You can listen to all the nonsense or you can listen to us for Duke. Any one time Dotson, Connor Barnett, Dr. Crack, Chad Gill, Kendall, the lefty McKee. I'm Paul Hickey and Sonia is going to take us out. Everybody have a great day. See you soon. Thank you for listening to the sports card strategy show brought to you by no offseason.com. Don't forget to get your sell alerts by texting sports cards to 1-833-992-5727. Follow us on Instagram at sports card strategy. And if you feel like the show is valuable to your sports card investment strategy, we would love a review. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to the show. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day.